In this message, you will learn. It's sad most of the time in church, people receive so much and do nothing with what they've received. I love what we just did in this afternoon section where my wife was asking us questions. Write the vision down. Turn with me to the book of 2 Kings chapter 4 from verse 1. Here we're going to be looking at a woman who applied all the habits that we just spoke about. All the seven habits, all the seven habits we spoke about. We will see this woman applying all of them and we'll see the end result of this woman. Amen. 2 Kings chapter 4 verse 1 from verse 1. Are you there? I read. It says, Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophet unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead, and thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord, and the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bond men. Look at that. The first thing out of that scripture is it says the wife of a prophet cried unto Elisha the prophet. Why was she crying? Because she was in debt. She was in debt, and debt always leads to distress. People who are in debt are always distressed. They are always depressed. They are always scared of who is going to knock on my door. So debt is not good. Debt is evil. She was crying to the man of God because her husband, who was also a man of God, left them in debt. Now this woman has a right to say, I'm not going to go to no man of God. Remember, her husband was a man of God. Who left them in a, in debt, and now look at where this woman of God, this woman is going for solution. She's still going to a man of God for solution. Her husband was a devout prophet who feared the Lord. Thank God for fearing God. But you see, the days of people telling you that. Oh, if you fear God, it's enough. Just serve the Lord, it's enough. It's okay to be poor. Who's told you? That's a lie from the pit of hell. The devil wants you to be poor. God wants you to be rich. Somebody sang that song. I want to be rich. Oh yeah, I want to be rich. Who sang that song? Who? I wanna be rich. Oh yeah, I wanna be rich. I can't remember the rest. I think it was in the eighties. Who was it? Oh, you are not born yet. Okay. Okay. Don't allow the devil to tell you that wealth is bad. You as a child of God, you must walk in wealth. Amen. The Bible says, David said, I have been young and I've been old. 
I have never seen the righteous beg for bare bread. I have never seen the righteous forsaken or beg for bread. You don't have to beg for bread. I rebuke every spirit that is trying to cause you to beg for bread. That is not your portion. Sadly enough, the husband left them in debt. The Bible says a good man, a good man, a righteous man must leave wealth, inheritance for his children's children. Look at the generation. Not the first, second, third, fourth generation. What are you leaving for your children? Some of us, God forbid, if we should die now, We'll be leaving a huge debt to our children. And it's important. You have to learn. You know, I'll be teaching this in, in detail as we go along. That when you get to a stage where you have businesses, stop registering the businesses in your name. Open a company. Open a trust. Or open a charity. And learn to pass their wealth on. Because if you have a house today and you die and the house is sold you are going to have to pay or your children are going to have to pay inheritance tax. And that is a lot of money, man. A lot of money. A lot of money. But if it's a company, it's a trust and a charity, you just pass it on. If any debt comes, it doesn't go to your children. From later companies, if there's any form of bankruptcy, debt, all they have to pay is one pound. One pound or ten pounds. But when the wealth comes, you make the rule. You pass it on unto your children, children's children, and the wealth remains in the family. You don't pay no inheritance tax of I think it's about 40%. How much? 40%. That's a lot of money. 40%. You give it to the... And, and some of you also have to learn to write a will. Because once you don't write a will and you leave any form of wealth, it goes straight to the treasure. To the country. It goes straight to the queen. Family must leave wealth for their children and not debt. Every family, every Christian family, I'll say this, every Christian family must leave wealth for their children and not debt. We must leave wealth for our children and not debt. Our parents did leave debt for us. We shouldn't continue in that vein. Praise God. Are you getting something out of this? Verse 2 of 2 Kings chapter 4. And Elisha said unto her, Oh, I love this man of God. What shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in thine house? And she said, Thine handmaid had not anything in the house, save a pot of oil. Notice the question the man of God asked her very carefully. He said, what shall I do for you? 
Now it's interesting. God always asks us this question. You might be blind. You come to Jesus and Jesus can see that you are blind. But he will still ask you, what can I do for you? It doesn't mean he can't see the blindness. What he's trying to tell you or to try to find out from you is, do you have the resolute? Do you have the strength? Do you personally have the willpower wanting to come out of this debt? Because sometimes, this is why I said from the beginning, that if you want to come out of debt today, you will come out. Most of the time, people say, oh, I, want to come out. I don't really know about this, this debt business. Well, I'm just here temporary. I'm just here. I'll be going back to Zimbabwe. So forget about this debt. That is wrong. That is a wrong concept. You know, I can't say certain things on tape, but the reason why the credit reference and credit agencies came was because of some of our brothers came before us, took huge amount of monies, and just fled the country without paying. So, they, they, they have allowed other, other, other people have now been labeled. If you are from a certain country, you won't get an overdraft of even 100 pounds. Oh yeah. There are certain banks who will not, who will not give you a mortgage if you are not a British citizen. There are certain banks. That is, I mean, racism, but well, they've, they won't tell you. you I mean, you can, you can be saving with them for 10 years. So far as on your file, you are not a British citizen, you are not qualified. Doesn't matter what you do. They won't give you because you've been profiled. They know that if they give you, your brothers took, <laughs> took things away. So, you know. So the man of God asked, what shall I do for thee? In verse 1, the woman came crying to him because she was in debt. So you will assume that Elisha would have known what this woman needed. Isn't that right? You would assume. But Elisha didn't assume. Elisha asked her, what can I do for you? Tell me what you do have in your house. Wow. What's a question? He said, what shall I do for you? Tell me what you have in your house. This woman is crying that I'm in debt. I thought the prophet would just prophesy. Tomorrow by this time, your debts are cancelled. But did you notice that Elisha didn't prophesy? He didn't. What did he do? He asked her, what do you have in your house? Now what I'm doing now is teaching you and asking you questions. What do you have in your house? What do you have in your house? He said, tell me what you have in your house. That's a very powerful question. Let me push it. What do you have in your life? What do you have in your hands? Jesus said, a woman lost a coin. She went and lighted light and swept the whole house looking for that coin. The only way by which you can know what you have in your hands, in your house, in your life, is to turn the light on. 
light represents illumination it represents knowledge if you don't have the knowledge for lack of knowledge my people perish turn the light on even god could not operate without light in the beginning god created the heavens and the earth and the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the surface of the deep and the spirit of god moved upon the waters and God said, let there be light. Amen. Every time you are in darkness, what you need is light. If you are in death, what you need is light. Light of the knowledge of the dead. Light, light, light. You need knowledge. You need information. Get information. Look at the next. It says, listen to the woman's response. I say, your handmaid has nothing in the house. The man of God asked her, what do you have in your house? And she said, your handmaid has nothing. That's not true. She lacked vision. She lacked vision. Now, if the man of God has not seen anything in her house, he would not be asking her, what do you have in your house? The man of God saw beyond her crying. <laughs> the man of God saw beyond that and wanted to help her and ask what do you have in your life and she said I have nothing that's where some people would turn off and say ah I came for them to help me and, and, and they are asking me what do, we, what, what do you have in your house hallelujah they say what do you have in your house like like Naaman he said I thought the prophet was going to come and slap his hand on my leprosy. And he said, I must go and bath in the Jordan seven times. What do you have in your house? You have something in your house. I told you about how um, the man of God in my life preached the same message and asked, what do you have in your house? And then I went back home, looked in my house. I had a telephone line, started a communication center out of that telephone line built a, a company out of that small telephone line and to God be the glory, the rest was history. What do you have in your house? Lack of vision will kill you. Now, have you noticed that when you are familiar with things, you don't pay attention to them? Have you noticed, have you noticed that in your own home, sometimes somebody comes to your house and says, wow, this is beautiful. And they say, oh, this, oh, okay, I had it. And you devalue it. But the person who hasn't seen it before places value on it. The difference is because the person has vision and you don't have vision. The person has placed value on what you have and you haven't placed value on what you have. Sometimes a brother or a sister will be wearing something nice and say, oh, I like you. Oh, you have a nice shirt. Have a nice I said, Oh, yeah, I bought it in Poundland. One pound. One pound. Oh, it was only one pound. <laughs> Praise God. That's not what I ask. You are devaluing what you what you are wearing. The person doesn't need to know that it's one pound. They say, Oh, your hair is beautiful. Say, ah, yeah, yeah. It's that sister down the road. Ten pounds. He did it only for ten pounds. Why can't you put value on yourself? 
I might have bought it from Poundland, but you will never know. I wear it with, with pride. Praise God. When you see it, you think I bought it from Selfridges. Praise God. Or what's the other one? Harrods. That's where I shop. Harrods and Selfridges. Don't go and coach pastor on this one now. They say, ah, they are taking our monies to go to Harrods and Selfridges. <laughs> and if you say, I go to the portion, I say, ah, look, look at this part. Look at these people. I preach on, on debt cancellation and they themselves are going to pound land. Pound land. Look, I love what she said. She said, I have nothing Save. I love, I love that. I love when she changed her language. Save a pot of oil. The pot of oil represents the Holy Spirit. And you can't place a measure on the Holy Spirit. That is why this death cancellation will happen in partnership with the Holy Spirit. You can't do it alone. It will happen in partnership with the Holy Ghost. Verse 3 of 2 Kings chapter 4. Listen to the man of God's instruction. Now the woman has identified what she has in her house. Now she's going to be instructed what to do with what she's found in her house. Then he said, then he said, go borrow thee vessels abroad of all thy neighbors. Even empty vessels, borrow not a few. Borrow not a few. Number one, listen to what he said. He said, then he said, Get ready. In other words, get ready to obey what the man of God will say to you. Get ready. What we are teaching here, get ready to go home and obey it. Put it into practice. I want you to come to me and say, Pastor, thank you for this year's word camp. My life was transformed. I apply the word and I'm seeing the results of the word. How awesome will it be if all of us in the church are totally debt free? It is possible. You can be owing 50,000 pounds. You can be debt free if you want to. If only you can get ready to go and do what you are being told. You will be debt free. Number three says go. In other words, act on the instruction I'm about to give you. Don't just sit down. Don't just listen. Go and act on the word. It's sad. Most of the time in church, people receive so much and do nothing with what they've received. I love what we just did in this afternoon section where my wife was asking us questions. Write the vision down. Write the vision down. Spiritual vision. Financial vision. Family vision. What vision do you have? Educational vision. How are you going to achieve it? What are the objectives? Make it smart. Make it smart. Smart vision. Make sure you've given time to it. Make sure you are achieving it. Have a vision. Act on the word. 
Wait on the instruction. Number three, he said, Bo. Now listen, the woman is already in debt. And now the man of God says, go and borrow. She is already in debt. Now the man of God should not be saying, go and borrow. The Bible says, oh no man, nothing except love. The Bible says, we must not be borrowers, but lenders. It says, the borrower is a servant to the lender. That's why whenever you borrow, you become a slave to the person you've borrowed from. Praise God. But the instruction is very specific. The essence of this borrowing is to go and borrow empty vessels. He said, go and borrow empty vessels. Now, I love the lesson. So, he said, vessels from all your neighbors. Now, how would you borrow from your neighbors if you have a bad credit rating? With your neighbors. Listen to the instruction. All your neighbors. Which means that you must have a good standing with all your neighbors. All your neighbors means all the banks. All the banks. All the banks. Vessels from all your neighbors. Oh, Jesus. He said, don't only borrow vessels, but borrow empty vessels. That's interesting. Now, if you listen to all the instructions that man of God is giving this woman, it doesn't really make sense. If you put two and two together, it doesn't make sense. I'm in debt. You say, I must go and borrow. Not only must I borrow, I must go and borrow empty vessels. Come on, man. I'm in debt. You are asking me, what do I have in my house? I say I have only oil. And you didn't even profess. You say I should go and borrow. Borrow what? Borrow empty vessels. This man of God must be one of those man of God who probably have gone to, you know, He said, go and borrow empty vessels. Now, it's important, church, that it's not everything that is prayer. I believe in prayer. But notice the man of God didn't pray with this woman. Can you see? Is there prayer there? There's no prayer. Instructions. No prayer. So when you come and we don't pray for you, don't be upset. They say, I thought, Pastor, I don't know, no, no. You see, we don't like, we, want, we don't want to raise a church where every time they say, people come and say, Pastor, pray for me, pray for me. No, no, no. No, we don't want that. We want you to know the word. And when you apply the word, you will see the results come to pass. Amen. Number six, it says, borrow not a few. Interesting instructions, eh? Go and borrow empty vessels. Don't only borrow a few. Don't borrow a few. That's four. It says, when you are come in, that you may shut the door upon thee, upon, upon your sons, and you shall pour out into all those vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full. 
Man of God, I'm in debt. He said, I must go and borrow empty vessels. Do you remember when Jesus fed the 5,000? When Jesus asked, do we have bread? And the disciples said, ah, even a year's salary cannot feed all these 5,000 people. And Jesus said, what do we have? And then there was a small boy who had something very insignificant. Two loaves and five fishes. And Jesus took those two loaves, looked towards heaven. That should tell you that our, oh Jesus, oh Jesus, this is too deep. He said, and he looked towards heaven and he broke it. When he looked towards heaven, he broke the limitation on the bread. The bread was two loaves and two fishes, but he broke the limitation on the bread. What this man of God was doing is that she, he already broke the limitation on the oil. That's why she told, he told the woman, don't only borrow a, a few vessels. But the sad thing is, this woman still had limitation on her mind. If I were that woman, I would go and start an empty vessel factory. Start an empty vessel company. Because so long as the vessel doesn't stop, the oil won't stop. That was the instruction. What happens? We limit God. We limit God. And do according to our small mind. Instruction is here. So when you come in, there must be a coming in. It's not everything that needs to be done in public eye view. You must learn to come in. What we are doing at the word camp now, we have come in. We shut ourselves to the outside world. We've come in. Shut the door upon you and your sons. Look at the instructions. Shut the door. Now, now you, are, you are my sons and daughters. I have brought you here and shut the door on you. And what are we doing? Digging into the word. Digging and eating. Drinking milk. Chewing meat. Cracking bones. We've shut the door upon you and your sons. In ministry, every leader must know his sons and daughters. Vital. You must pour into your sons and daughters more than you pour into outsiders. And in ministry, there is a 20 and 80 principle. 20% do all the work and the 80% comes to enjoy. If you check here today, you will see the 20 and 80% principle. The 80% are the people who don't come to word camp. The 20% are those who are here. Praise God. It says, pour out into all those empty vessels. Pour out. Pour out. When we come before God, we come empty. And God pours himself into us. What we are doing now is God is pouring himself into us. You can't hear a teaching on the value of sending the word of God and remain the same. You can't hear a teaching on exchanging 
how to make an exchange for your expectation and remain the same. You can hear teaching on the power of vision, going through all the stages of vision and remain the same. If you don't change this one, I don't know. I think we have to, we have to open the heavens and God himself must come and talk to you. If you don't change after this one, uh, nothing can change you. No, nothing can change you. If we don't change after this word camp, nothing can change us. It says, pour out into all those vessels. It says, set aside that which is full. Powerful instruction. Set aside that which is what? Full. When you are full, you have to be set aside. Setting aside means giving responsibility. You go out there and empty yourself. You come back in and be full, refill well. You go back there, empty yourself. Go win a soul, bring a soul to the Lord. Go win a soul, bring a soul to the Lord. Go win a soul, bring a soul to the Lord. That's what happens when you are full. Don't sit in the house, you are full. And you say, God, give me more. Where will God pour it? Where will God put it? Have you noticed even the body operates on in and out principle? If there's only in, 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 there'll be an explosion. <laughs> there'll be an, a volcanic explosion. <laughs> if it's only in, 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 no out. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? Anyway, let me not go further. Praise God. Are you getting something out of this? Verse 5 of 2 Kings chapter 4. It says, So she went, she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons who brought the vessels to her and she poured out. I love that. What did she do? So she went from him. In other words, you see, don't say, Oh, I just want to be in the church 24 hours. I just want to stay at word camp. You know, I just want to be here. I don't want to go anywhere. I just want to be here. Tabernacle here. I just want to be here. No, 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 no. You must go from here and do what you've been taught. So she went from him and shut the door upon her and her sons. You must learn to shut the door. Shutting the door means keeping quiet. It's not everything you go telling everybody. I've already told you that don't just go telling everybody everything. Learn to shut it. Sometimes you have to shut your beak. You talk too much. You are a parrot. You talk too much. Sometimes you just have to learn to shut your mouth. You go telling people, people who want to destroy you about your business. So she went and shut the door. Sometimes as a ministry, there are certain things we do. We shut the door before people realize we are doing it. Nobody knows. We don't go and put it publicly. For there are a lot of things that ministry is doing that a lot of people don't know about. Before you realize, boom, we've done it. They say, ah, how did it happen? We've pioneered the way we've done it. As a church. We started a radio station in Crawley called Crawley Community Radio. Nobody knew about it. We're doing it secretly. Secretly. Before the whole Crawley realized, bam, Crawley Community Radio. 
by Solution International Christian Center. How did they do it? We have to learn to shut our mouth. It's not everything you go, hey, we are starting radio station, we put it there, we put it there on the, on the, on the website and everybody. No, 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 no. You have to learn to shut it. And look at the third thing. The sons brought the vessels to her. There must be people in the house bringing vessels. You must go and bring in the vessels. This is why, you see, you don't have to wait on the pastor to go and bring in the souls or do the evangelism. You go and bring the vessels. And what happens when they brought the vessels? She poured out the vessel. She poured out into the vessel. Now, I want you to picture this carefully. Picture this. Picture this woman pouring the oil of jar that she has into the vessel. Do you notice that when she's pouring the oil, there is a, a turning of upside down? Can you see? Because if this is the lid of where the oil is being poured from, when she turns it, she turns it upside down. So the head becomes the tail, and the tail becomes the head. <laughs> the head becomes the tail, and the tail becomes the head. Sometimes, for you to get out of debt, you have to turn things upside down. If you are too diplomatic and too uh, spiritual about it, you won't get anywhere. That's another message for another day. And it came to pass, verse 6, when the vessels were full that she said unto her son, Bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, There is not a vessel more. And the oil stayed. That's a sad part. I love the word the Bible says that it came to pass. It will come to pass in your life. Oh, I said it will come to pass in your life. I love the second thing. He said, When the vessels were full. In other words, the vessels will be full. If you notice the word used there carefully, it says the vessels where notice that word where and full the vessels that represent human beings vessels where human beings full she said to her son go and bring me another vessel and what did he say and he said unto her sorry mom sorry pastor there is no more vessel. I don't want to raise a ministry where we don't have any more empty vessels that we are pouring into. We must always have fresh vessels that we are pouring out onto. The Bible says that and what happened? So far as the empty vessels finish, the oil also finished. So that should tell you that if she had vessels up until now, the vessels will still, the oil will still be flowing up until today. Now, what is God telling you? God is telling you that don't have a vision just to come out of debt for yourself, but create a platform where none of your children, children's children, children's 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 children will ever get into debt. That's a principle. That's a principle right there. 
so far as the vessels are empty the oil will keep flowing verse 7 and she came and told the man of god and he said go sell the oil pay thy debt and leave thou and thy children of the rest i love what she did after she started got receiving the plenty notice what she did the bible says that then she came and told the man of god now this is where many people miss it they come, they receive one breakthrough, and then they say, ah, I finished with the church. I got what I want from the church. Bye-bye. That's when they'd say, I don't have anything to do with the man of God any longer. But you must not come to the church just because of what you can get. You must commit to an eternal truth. You must commit yourself eternally to the vision. Then she came to the man of God. She didn't say, I have arrived. At this point, she was rich, you know. She was rich. Money is flowing in her house, man. But she came to the man of God and still submitted herself and said, Man of God, what should I do with the money? What should I do with the breakthrough? Some of you, we pray for you and God blesses you a little. You don't even come back and say, Pastor, God has blessed me. What shall I do? With the fire. You think that's you see you're missing it. You're missing the mark. You don't have enough time. We'll not be able to go into all that. And the man of God said, I thank God for men of God who are speaking to sons and daughters. The man of God said unto her, Go sell the oil. Instructions. Go sell the oil. My goodness, if you are sitting on oil now, you are rich. You are a billionaire. You are rich. He said, go sell the oil and pay thy debt. Now, this is where most people will start going to celebrate and get into more debt. Instead of going to pay their debt, they forget. And start going to party, party and buy more holiday. Tenerife today. Mioka tomorrow. Where else? Bahamas. Where? Swaziland. Okay, Swaziland. Swaziland. That's a place called Swaziland. Barbados. First class. Business class. Hey. Why not? Why not? <laughs> pay your debt. So learn to pay your debt. It says, leave you and your children on the rest. So you pay off your debt, and then you leave you and your children on the rest. You don't do it vice versa. You pay your debt off first, and leave on the rest with you and your children. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Finally, prepare yourself. Position yourself. Program yourself for the coming wealth transfer. Amen. For there is a wealth transfer coming. Amen. And the only way we can walk into that wealth transfer is when we come out of debt. Mm. Next year is going to be an interesting year. I'm speaking to you prophetically as your man of God. Next year is going to be a very interesting year. And that's the year where there's going to be wealth transfer. Now, the only people who will be qualified for this wealth transfer will be people who are out of debt. If you are debt free, then God will be able to entrust you with more wealth. 
If you don't know how to manage finances, God will not entrust into your hands more finances. Hallelujah. Amen. So I'm teaching you this so you can come out of debt and get ready. Next year is a governmental year. The number 12 stands for government. It says, and you will sit on the 12th seat and rule. Next year is our year of ruling. But the only way we can rule is when we are out of debt. You can't rule when you are in debt. You have to get out of debt. And as you get out of debt, the Lord will make you a ruler in the coming years. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Let's give the Lord a mighty hand clap of praise. Hallelujah.